One of the languages of God is pain. We've been talking about whisper and whisper being the voice of God. I'm going to read a scripture in a minute and then we're going to pray. But let me ask you, do you think that God speaks through pain? I guarantee you, if I was to go around and kind of did a survey, we would be all over the place on that. I'm not here tonight to talk about or wonder or try to decide if you think that pain comes from God or it doesn't or so forth and so on. But I do believe that God speaks through the language of pain. And we're going to talk a bit about that. The Bible says, 1 King 19, 12, this is Elijah. This is pretty much where this title is from, but it's also from the book by uh, Mark, um, help me out, Patterson. Wonderful, wonderful book called Whisper. Great book that staff and some of the staff and elders have uh, read. And it says this, and after the earthquake was, there was a fire but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, there was a sound of a gentle whisper. And so we're going to be continually talking about the voice of God. Now, why? God wants you to know his voice. If you think that God only speaks the way that I'm talking to you tonight, I think that you're going to miss it. I think God speaks in many different ways. I think the Bible backs that he speaks in many different ways. And one of the language that I want to speak of tonight is in the language of pain. So let's pray. Father, thank you for this time. I just ask that you would now move in this place. Thank you that you're here gathered. We gather in your name, two or more gathered. We know that you're here. We have great confidence that you're here. And we're just confident that you're going to touch and you're going to speak and that you're going to move. I pray for every person here right now in this place. Father, that you would help us to learn your voice, that your, your word makes it clear that the sheep know the shepherd's voice. So, Father, let us tune in tonight to what the sound above all the other sounds is saying. Help us to hear the voice of heaven. Father, touch every saint here tonight. And, Father, even bring transformation in areas. This might be a little challenging to some people. But Father, according to your word, transform us, renew our mind in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. though tonight is the series is whisper, how many know that God doesn't have to whisper? God, God doesn't. The, the title of this tonight is the shout of God because God doesn't have to whisper. I think that a lot of times he does, and that's the reason why we miss it or may not uh, connect with it or tune into it. But I want you to know that the Bible also says, you know, he doesn't have to whisper. This is what it says in Psalms 90, uh, 29, 3 through 5. The voice of the Lord is over the waters. The God of glory thunders. The Lord is over many waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. The voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. Yes, the Lord splinters the cedars of Lebanon. And tonight I want to talk to you about 
the shout of the Lord, the, 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 the shout of pain, and is pain a language of God? I want to back up for a moment and echo the scripture that I, I think I've been sharing about every week on God speaks in various ways. It's out of Hebrews 1.1, and it says this in the New Living Translation. It says, long ago, God spoke many times, look, in many ways. Will you say that with me, many ways? How many of you know it didn't say God spoke in one way? New King James says various ways. New Living says many ways. God speaks in many ways. It's so easy for us to put him in a little box. We naturally do that. And God wants to kick out of your box tonight. God speaks in many ways to our ancestors through the prophets. I believe, yes, I believe that the word of God backs that a language of pain is from the Lord. I'm really not here to debate if pain is from God or I think there's many places that there's a radical middle when it comes to the things of God. Uh, but I would say that God uses his language of pain. And I would even go to say for a minute that pain is even a gift from God. Just go with me for a minute. I know we don't like pain, but just go with me. Without pain, you would easily re-injure yourself over and over and over again. What if I cut my foot off, but I had no pain and say for a minute, I was blind. Then you know what would probably take place? I would die from a foot cut off because I, I listen, I didn't feel it and I couldn't see the blood and all of a sudden I'm dead because my foot was cut off. And I want to let you know that pain can be an absolute blessing in your life. It can be a gift from God because I'm going to tell you, there's like no other thing that will more quickly get your attention than pain. How many of you feeling me tonight? How many of you feeling that right there? Hardly anything will get my attention as quick as pain. I'm not just talking about physical pain tonight. I'm talking about pain across the counter. Pain can actually, the language of pain can actually save your life. Physically, but also spiritually. I, I want you to see this, this, this scripture tonight uh, because it's a gift. Pain is a, a spiritual lifesaver. Now, this particular scripture is out of the message. It's Ephesians 4, 18 through 19. And how would pain ever save you spiritually? Listen to the scripture tonight. Ephesians 4. If you got your Bible, you are to turn there. Ephesians 4, 18 through 19. I don't put everything up on the, uh, on the sky Bible for a good reason. The sky Bible doesn't go with you everywhere. But the Bible that you can pack in your in your wallet or your pocketbook or on your phone or your iPad. Hey, I don't care if it's technical. I don't care if it's on your, I don't, I don't care how you carry the Bible. Just carry it. Are you with me? And another, another level more than carry it, read it. And even another step other than read it, meditate on it. Are you with me tonight? Listen to this. The lifesaver of pain in your spiritual life 
They refused for so long to deal with God that they lost touch, not only with God, but with the reality itself, but with reality itself. They, 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 they can't think straight anymore. Look, look at this. Feeling no pain. Say that with me, no pain. How many of you know that no pain is very dangerous? Oh, come on, somebody. No pain is extremely dangerous. You continue to do heroin with no pain, you're going to end up dead. No pain is very dangerous. And it says, they let themselves go in sexual obsession, addicted to every sort of perversion. How did, how, did, how did they get there? How did they get addicted to every kind of perversion and sexual obsession? You know why? Because they ignored pain. They ignored it. They ignored. When you spiritually ignore the voice of God, guess what happens? You begin getting hardened, hardened over, over, and over. No pain, no feeling, no pleasure is a very terrible state to live in. Jesus healed lepers more than one time. And one thing that's very devastating about leprosy is they have no feeling. They feel no pain. They feel no pleasure. And because of that, it's very, very dangerous. But Jesus would touch lepers and he would heal them. He would restore them. And guess what? They could then feel pain, but they also could feel pleasure. Now, think about how beautiful that is when Jesus touches a, a, uh, someone dealing with leprosy, and then they can feel pain, but they can also feel pleasure again. I mean, that is a beautiful miracle. Pain is effective in getting your attention right now. Jail, you said that already. I'm saying it again. Because all of a sudden we have a, a mindset as we don't, nobody wants pain when it will absolutely save you physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Think about if you had a, a life that uh, you just absolutely did have, you had no pain. I remember in, in Ridgefield, Washington, I remember this very plainly because I got out of my truck and I felt terrible, just like I don't even know what's wrong with me. And I just got out of my truck and I just laid down in my yard. Just like, what is fever, achy back? And then something got worse and worse and worse. It was my throat. And I know it was just, you know, kind of strep throat. But I'm going to tell you, by the time I got to the doctor, I thought, Somebody has put a butcher knife down in my throat. And I go in there and they, you know, he looks at me, he goes, man, you're in a, you're in a lot of pain, aren't you? I'm like, I had a blanket with me in the doctor's office, like <laughs> just absolutely in pain. It got my attention. Pain has led me to make changes in my life. The voice of pain. Like go to a doctor. <laughs> it's a good thing. I love doctors. Think about how demonic cancer is just for a minute. I asked my wife this week, I go, sweetheart, 
I text her, did you have, she's been diagnosed with cancer three, three times. Did you have any pain? She texts me back, no pain. Diagnosed with cancer three times. But, the, but that diagnosis, you know, through the way that she was found out, but it wasn't through pain. I think a lot of people, they find out if they have cancer through a blood test, and it could be a, a, a lump or what have you, but it doesn't mean that you have to have pain. Now, is that demonic or deadly or what? I want you to hear this principle tonight, 1 Corinthians 15, 46. It says this, however, the spiritual is not first, but the natural and afterward, the spiritual, not the spirituals first, but the natural. What, what, what do you mean by that, J.O.? I mean by a lot of things that we deal with naturally, we also deal principle-wise spiritually. If you have something natural that's hurting you, I want to let you know there are things that can hurt you very, very much spiritually. C.S. Lewis, he wrote a book and it was called The Problem with Pain. And let me just tell you a little bit about his story just for a minute. C.S. Lewis, he lost his mother uh, at an early age. How many know that's painful? Are y'all with me tonight? Are y'all scared of pain or something? You're awful quiet tonight. Here we go. <laughs> I know you're not scared of pain. I just got to get your attention just for a minute. He saw his dad emotionally abandon him. He suffered a respiratory illness as a teenager. In World War I, uh, he was wounded, and then he buried his beloved wife, and then he pinned in his work the problem with pain. He said this, quote, pain insists upon being attended to. God whispers to us in our pleasure. He speaks to us in our conscience, but shouts in our pain. It is his megaphone to rouse a deaf world. I thought about Shout, and there used to be a song. You got to bear with me. Just I like songs, and I don't know sometimes if they're from the 80s or the 90s. You know what I'm saying? This probably is an 80s. Uh, Tears for Fears. How many of you remember uh, a group called Tears for Fear? Shout, shout, let it all out. These are the things. Listen to this. I can't. I changed it. I can't do without Come on now. You remember that song? I, I, I said you can't do without instead of you can do without. I said you can't. I changed their song a little bit. You can't do without because you can't do without pain. It's not something that you normally talk about in church. And I know that even as I leave here tonight, everyone's not going to agree with me. That's okay. But I want to let you know that you can't do without pain. Without pain... I would have probably continued on a terrible road of destruction in my life. Terrible road of destruction. Pain personally was a gift that saved me physically and spiritually. A language from God that absolutely rescued me. Um, I, some of you know a little bit about my story. I want to echo it tonight to make a point that I believe that God speaks through pain. 
Between my seventh and eighth grade year of school, I was smoking weed. And uh, it wasn't my first time, but this time it absolutely was different than any other time. I don't know. People can say all kinds of different things about the weed. But I will tell you what took place with me is that I didn't know it at the time, but I went into a very, very terrible panic attack. And I didn't even know it was a panic attack. And I didn't even find out that it was a panic attack until I was 21 years old. So I lived in this terrible state from this day. And I thought that it was only because of the weed. And it was the weed that I, I, I picture it this way. I have a beautiful brain that God created me with. And then all of a sudden I smoked weed and it did something to my brain. It's like there was a dam in there that was there for a reason that blocked out things, but then this weed broke this dam and things started happening inside of my body that should have never happened. I never remember ever dealing with anxiety or panic or any of those things before weed. And you say, well, J.O., you know, I smoked weed a hundred, a thousand times. Well, let me tell you right now, I had smoked it a lot myself too. But there was that one time that something de devastating took place in my life. And it created a lot of pain in my life. I absolutely was tormented for years when it came to anxiety. I'm talking chronic anxiety and panic attacks. And I tell you what, it tried to absolutely control my life. And it all began that one night. I, I begged them to take me to the emergency room. And they laughed at me. They thought, oh, he's just high. I'm telling you, it really impacted my life. That pain caused some real change in my life. Now think about 6.7% of folks deal with depression. That's absolute pain. And then you have... 8.7% uh, of everyone deals with some type of phobia. And then you have 18% of people who deal with anxiety. I want to tell you right now, I think that God can speak through change, through pain, in order to bring change in your life. Since Genesis, in the Garden of Eden, one wrong decision brought pain into this world, and I'm going to tell you right now, we will deal with pain until you get to heaven. If you think that somehow Christianity is, I sign up for Christianity, Jesus is my life, and then all of a sudden your life is painless, I, I got to be honest with you. That's not what I see in the disciples, and that's not what I see in the New Testament. Now, there's a lot of beautiful things about walking with Jesus Christ. He's going to help you. He, he absolutely took pain on and, and he took devastation on his own body for you. I think that he's going to be with you in trouble and, and all kinds of different things. He'll, he'll help you through the pain and he's going to be there for you to turn to him. But I'm going to tell you right now, I haven't personally seen as a pastor, I'm 53 years old, I haven't seen anyone walk through life, Christian or non-Christian, that doesn't deal with pain. So let me ask you a question. Just, just ask, will you, will you answer this? How many of you have dealt with pain in your life? I just want you to raise your hand. Just keep it up just for a minute. I want to see if there's any one person. Because I want to just see. Because if there's one person, I'm going to step down and you can preach. I think we have 100% of people in here that deals with pain. 
You know what's really cool is that one day we're going to be in heaven. And you know what's absent in heaven? Pain. How cool is that? But I, I want to let you know that you're not alone if you deal with pain. And I want to let you know that I believe that one of the languages of God is pain. And it's not there always to torment. Now, there is a pain that is tormenting, that God wants to set you free, and so forth and so on. But I want to let you know, I believe there's a language of God that will, it will absolutely help you through life to keep you uh, on the skinny path. Uh, I believe God can turn our pain into something great in our lives. I believe you can experience hope in the midst of pain. And like I said, heaven is a pain-free eternal destination, and that's going to be a wonderful thing. Between now and then, we're going to have pain. I tell you another time where God really, really helped me, that pain was used to change my life. Uh, as probably late teen, eight, teen eight years into my 20s, I was a bodybuilder. And, and in a very short amount of time, I thought about writing a, tr a track to, to, to work with people in the gym and those bodybuilders out there that I run into because I got a tr tremendously addicted to this thing called steroids. And I was addicted for quite a long time and I dealt them. And I'm not proud of that, but I was very, very addicted because I think sometimes people think that addiction only comes through like cocaine or heroin or crack or meth or what have you. And, and uh, how many know the devil will use anything to try to destroy your life? Absolutely. And there are addictions that are absolutely uh, devastating to the lives of people. And uh, that, for me, that was uh, steroids big time. Though I had been addicted to other things, nothing like steroids. And uh, I tell you, I got extremely sick before doing a powerlifting contest because I was on all these, all these different types of steroids. And I think God was trying to get my attention through that pain in my life. But I was so addicted. How many of you know that you can be addicted and you can have a lot of pain and you can stay stuck in your pain? And it's like a vicious cycle, you know, heroin, and I'm never going to do that again, or crack, or meth, or whatever. And all of a sudden, it's just like, though you know you're living in pain, and though you know it might be killing you, uh, that type of pain is extremely, absolutely destructive. But God can shout in that pain in order to get you out of that pain. Are you, are you feeling me tonight? There's certain things, there's certain subjects that are very radical because there's a radical middle involved, okay? It's like that pain can kill you, but that pain can also wake you up to absolutely set you free. And so I was stuck in this pain of addiction when it comes to steroids. And I, I'm telling you, I got sick as a dog. You know why they say dog, you know, sick as a dog? Because a dog gets really sick. <laughs> you know, I mean, they, they just get sick, man. They just start barfing. It's, you know, I, I, I wasn't barfing, but I was sick as a dog. And uh, I had urinated blood and was in getting tests. And, man, doctors just wonderful doctors just trying to find out what was wrong with me. So many blood tests and tubes here and tubes everywhere, just every. And man, I was absolutely sick. And during this time, I'm going to tell you right now, this pain impacted my life. Now I'm married to Ray Dean and I'm struggling. And now she's pregnant with Seth and I'm going through hell 
on earth, literally hell on earth. I remember going through all these doctor's tests and they couldn't really find out what was wrong with me. And uh, one, I think one specialist tried to throw me a bone and just, you know, we think something's wrong with your gallbladder. But literally, man, you can be sick. I'm telling you, I think God can shout through your pain in order to absolutely deliver you. And so I'm just, can I be real with you tonight? Because some of you are like doctrinally, you're like, I don't know if I, I can just tell you what happened in my life. Amen. That's my testimony. You can't change it and you can't take it. And I'm sorry. It's just the way it is. It's just the way it is. And I was sick and I felt like the Lord began to do a work in my life. I believe that he used that pain for something amazing in my life. I started being set free of the spirit of fear and the spirit of death. And I tell you what, God used that pain. I mean, it shouted in my life. And it, I, was at the, I was probably at the, one of the lowest times of my entire life, at rock bottom due to this pain. But you know what? When you're on the rock bottom, you know what you can do? You can push off of the bottom. And I pushed off of the bottom because we serve a good, good God. And he didn't leave me on the bottom. And he, he, he came, and I'm telling you, God, like never before, set me free of things that I had never been freed of in my mind, renewing my mind, transforming me from the inside out through his word. And he used this language of pain. I remember being so jacked up, addicted. Now think about this for a minute. I'm in college and I stand up in front, in front of the infirmity. You remember uh, infirmity? It's like the, the doctor's office at the, at the college. I'm standing there and I'm thinking, I, I'm thinking about going in there to see if they can help me. Now you know that you're in pain if you're going to in college and you're going to go in and see if, uh, if they can help you there. I was so addicted. I remember a professor, her name was Miss Whiting. I'd had her in a speech class uh, maybe a couple of years before. And now she saw me. Now I'm in her business and professional speech class. And she hadn't seen me for a while. And I had changed dramatically because of steroids. And she, I, I appreciate people that will just get up in your grill. You know what I'm saying? She didn't have to say one word to me. But Miss Whiting she got right up in my face, just me and her, and she just challenged me. She said, hey, you know what? I have a good friend that his heart was enlarged because of steroids, and I think the dude died or he had terrible problems, and she really, really challenged me. Here she is, a professor, a speech professor, absolutely getting in my face because she, I think she actually cared about me, and she really challenged me because of this steroid addiction in my life. And I'll never forget those times. But during that time, because pain spoke to me so clearly, God used that pain to absolutely deliver me from addiction and the spirit of fear and the spirit of death. How many of you know that sometimes in the greatest times of joy, it's followed from through a very, very intense bit of pain? I tell you what, during that time, Radine had Seth and there was great joy. How many of you know that you can have some intense pain through uh, having a baby? 
Now, I don't know that for a fact. I'll never know that for a fact. But I hear that. But there's great joy that comes following that pain. How about, how, how about those who, like Steve right here, wave your hand at me, see. Steve's an Iron Man. Is there any other Iron Men here in, in the audience tonight? Iron, Iron Men or women? Steve is. And it's probably was, was it some pain? In, in, where was it most painful for you during the run? Was it pain all the way through or just the run? Mostly the run. I hear that run. Whew, it's terrible. Was you excited when you finished? He was real excited. There can be intense times of pain, but there can be intense times of joy. Uh, Jonah? How many know that God used pain in Jonah's life? Jonah, you sure you want to go that direction? You sure you want to run from me? How many know that you try to run from God? He can still deal with you. He's probably dealt with most people in this room. Let me, let me give you a scripture of pain for a minute in Jonah's life. Listen to this. Now the Lord, here, here's, a, here's, a, here's a language of pain. Now the Lord had prepared a great fish to swallow Jonah. And Jonah was in the belly of a fish three days and three nights. You may think, well, that's not so bad. I got news for you. If you don't think that's painful, being in the, in the belly of a fish for three days and three nights and not knowing if you'll ever be out of it, and out of his pain, I think out of living in that place, the Bible talks about him crying out from Shiloh, meaning hell from a dark, you know, just he thought, man, this is hell for me. And God heard, how many know that God can speak to an animal? If you don't think that he can speak to the animal, I got news for you, it's too late. God spoke to a fish and he said this. So the Lord spoke to the fish. And it vomited Jonah out on dry land. God can speak through pain. How many of you remember the old saying, no pain, no gain? That was huge in the 80s and 90s. I don't know about now. No pain, no gain. You may have think that came around in the 80s. I got news for you. It was a second century uh, quote from a rabbi. And he said this, second century, he said this, According to the pain is the gain. There is a language. I believe spiritual things have a radical middle. Will the enemy try to kill you in pain and dest destroy your life in pain? Absolutely. You know what God can do in pain? God can save you spiritually. God can save you physically. And I think it is a language from the Father. And let me, let me finish with this. It, even naturally, grow, how many of you ever, did, did you have growing pains? How many uh, faced growing pains when they were growing up? Well, you know, the Bible, I just read it, first the natural, then the spiritual. There are growing pains spiritually too. Let me, let me close with this scripture. Topher, if you're around or whoever's on, I appreciate that. Listen to this. And I heard a loud shout. Everyone say shout. shout. A shout from the throne saying, Lord, uh, it, said, it says this, look, God's home is now among his people. He, he will live with them and they will be his people. God himself will be with them. 
He will wipe every tear from their eyes, and there will be no more death, nor sorrow, or crying, or look, or pain. All these things are gone forever. Amen.